here. This is Teresa from Santosha Yoga. I'm Cindy Chase. And I'm Penny Carroll. Welcome, Welcome to, to Mindful, Mindful Moments. Moments. So no, today is um, June 21st. Actually, the day that we're sitting around the microphone taping this yes. is June 21st, the summer solstice. And it's also mm-hmm. International Yoga Day. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people all over the world are celebrating the merits of a yoga practice. But did you know that this actually um, was started by the United Nations? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that. so India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi, he went to the uh, went to the United Nations in 2014 with mm-hmm. a proposal to create a special day for yoga because of the history of yoga and you know it was starting to spread worldwide and they just wanted it to be recognized. And so in the assembly he gave an inspiring speech that convinced more than 170 countries to approve International Day of Yoga that would take place annually on June 21st, you know. Summer solstice, solstice, do a few sun yeah. salutations, yeah. right? And that each year actually has a different focus or purpose. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this year, yeah, no, no, no. actually, the theme is taking care of nature. So oh, I like that. Happy beautiful. International Yoga Day. And yeah, to you, and too. As well. episode we're going uh, through an article that Teresa you had posted on the Santosha Yoga Facebook site and it's called everything your yoga instructor wishes you knew it's a yahoo.com article and I'll post a link to it um, down inside the notes of this podcast in case people want to go to it okay hi Penny <laughs> thanks um, I just it really really caught my eye just some of the things some of the topics that they were discussing and then when I fo- posted it to the Facebook page, I mean, we got a really a lot of comments, a lot of feedback from it. And it's just some things that, you know, as the article title says, some things we really wish people would think about or know about before they came into a yoga class. I think one of the first things, if I can go first, one of the first things I just wanted to bring up is to, if you're new to yoga, please come into a class appropriate for you. Because what I often see, I'll see someone coming to a class, especially if they've never done yoga before, and it's really not fit for where they're at in their life. And then they think that's what all yoga's about, and they leave frustrated, and they never come back. Yeah, so like this one you would think is obvious, right, Cindy? You would think so. You would so think so. What sort of classes wouldn't a beginner want to come to? A beginner may not want to come to a hot yoga class. Why is that? Um, well, it's 95 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> At our studio. At our studio, it's 95. Some studios, it's even hotter. Um, it's a very fast-paced class. There's a lot of you know chaturangas. There's a lot of fast movements um, and things like that. And I don't think you get as much hands-on direction when you have a class that's that fast-paced you know it's harder for the teachers to kind of you know be there with you at all times um other than that um what other class well a, vin- a vinyasa a class vin- regular a vin- vinyasa class yeah. um non-hot non-hot would I be mean, a no would be a no a no i mean yeah. it's still fast-paced it's still it's mm-hmm. a t- hey it's challenging to me sometimes and mm-hmm. i've been doing this for a while mm-hmm. but um and, and we have yoga, not only us, yoga has so many other different styles and levels of classes to offer right. that we shouldn't pigeonhole ourselves. In fact, people 
will ask me, they're assuming just because I've been doing for so yoga for so long and teaching that I only do advanced classes. And it's like, no, I'll do yin, I'll do restorative, I do a beginner's class. Mm -hmm. It's whatever my body feels right. like. Right. But it's just, just I think that a lot of people they they lose the experience of what yoga can do for them because that one class it's like going to one Chinese restaurant or one, you know, one thing. All, all Chinese right. food is awful or all this is awful. Right. It's not. You have to find a fit for you, which is going to change. Mm -hmm. And if the teachers here at Santosha didn't spark your interest, try another studio. I mean, we, the goal is we want you all to be healthy doing right. yoga. Yeah. Ashtanga is another no. Oh, good point. <laughs> Ashtanga, you know, again... It's 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 an intense class. It moves at a you know it's a steady flow and it's a consistent flow. Um, it's a nice class once you have your basics down and maybe you've been to a few vinyasas. But um, I definitely wouldn't suggest Ashtanga for a beginner. Um, I would stick with the basic class. Yin or restorative are beautiful classes when you're first starting yoga. Um, so people can really develop some body awareness. Um, in a Yin class or a restorative class and in a basic class. And that's what I think we want our students to do is become aware of how their body feels in the poses and in the classes and you know what you know teacher style works for them those types of things don't you think so mm -hmm. right so and i always say because i do teach basic beginners um at santosha our basic beginners classes are really for people that can get up and get down off the floor mm -hmm. so if you can't get up and get down off the floor comfortably we still have classes for yep. you then. We've got the yeah, chair, chair yoga, yoga. Mm -hmm. and then, as you just mentioned, the restorative and the yin where mm -hmm. you get down and you stay right. down. That's right. Yeah, low and, and, then, and slow. Low and slow. And then you enjoy your class there. Mm -hmm. So, awesome. Yeah. Because, yeah. because, because. Another one on this article, um, Things Your Yoga Instructor Wishes You Knew, is that you may not like it at first. And this reminds me of what you said, Teresa, about... Your very first yoga class. Did well, you like it? I didn't. As I we said in, in uh, the first episode, the first podcast, that I hated it. It was awkward. It was uncomfortable. And true story, the only reason I went back is because I paid for five classes and I wasn't going to waste that money. Right, right. And 20 years later. I mean, yoga for the first time, it's awkward. It's, it's weird. weird. It's, it's weird. It's different. You're, you're experiencing movements of your body that you, parts of your body that you didn't know you had. <laughs> so it's, it's a learning process. Mm -hmm. And we just have to learn to be a little bit more patient with ourselves. But if you, if you stick with it, game changer. Yeah. Um, something that I've heard that students who come to yoga for the first couple times is the words. Mm -hmm. the, you know, the Sanskrit, it's, it's weird to them. They don't understand, which I know we do a lot here. We will say the words in English and Sanskrit just to get people accustomed to it because we do want them to be accustomed to the, um, you know, the, the language of yoga. But um, again, sometimes the, the words are weird, you know, and they're just like, that's very strange. You well, know? you said Chaturanga earlier. I did. And what is Chaturanga? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the push-up part that people oh. go, oh, that's so hard, you know, yeah. but... Um, but yeah, yeah, that's I know that that's something, um, and sometimes people are very intimidated, you know, the first couple times they come. I had a gentleman in class the other day that came with his ah, his daughter. She looked to be eighteen, nineteen years old. Apparently, I'm not a good judge of character any, of age anymore. So, and it was kind of a cute dad and daughter thing. And dad was just we were doing some poses, and I offered lots of modifications, but dad felt that he needed to go the full expression and I 
literally had to come up to him and whisper and say, you need to back down. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing that I guess as a teacher is, is Cindy and I talked about this the other day, mm -hmm. We're yoga teaches you body awareness. Yeah. And we have to be enough, aware enough of our body to say, hey, I'm, this is my limit, folks. Mm -hmm. And when I have to go up to a student and gently tell them, stop, because I don't want them to hurt themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's what I tell my classes. It's like, if you leave here and you hurt yourself, not to sound sassy, I'm not taking the blame because you've been, you were offered modifications, you were told countless times, come to child's mm -hmm. pose. You, we encourage you to be aware of your body and take breaks when you need to. And then we get into that, for want of a better word, we, our ego mm -hmm. overtakes us. Yes, yes. And yes, boom, yes. We, something happens, oh, I don't like yoga. But another reason people might come up with that reason, I don't like yoga, maybe they're just not jiving with the teacher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's very, very true. Yeah. Very true. If the teacher says, spirit fingers 15 times in a class, <laughs> I probably won't, won't stick around. You yeah. know? Yeah. Obviously, very cheerleader. -y yeah. Like, I but, don't know what I mean, spirit fingers are. Like jazz hands. Like oh! <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe they have a squeaky voice, mm -hmm. or maybe it's just a completely different experience if it's somebody way older, way younger, just somebody that I can't connect to. Mm -hmm. I might not like that yoga class. Absolutely. But I can go to another teacher, mm -hmm. and I know we offer, uh, our teachers are all different, but all the studios I've been at mm -hmm. have a nice variety of yeah. teachers, teaching experience, teach teaching styles right so right there is a class out there for you yes yes and you know try all of them try you know try everything you know we had a new uh, woman in this morning and you know she had been had a home practice like we talked about last um, episode that you know you had a serious home practice and she decided that she needed the studio experience she needed to be around other people and she was a little nervous she says well I don't know if, what if I don't like it and I said well try a different class or a different studio so but worked out well so another thing is um, don't get frustrated by the poses you can't seem to master. Um, nailing the poses isn't the, the goal here. Yoga is not really a goal-oriented type of practice. But, um, I mean, you, we see it with students. They get really frustrated. They're just, you know, trying to get to that, trying to get to that. Um, you know, we talked about this, you know, before about you might not like it at first because it's hard. It's weird. It's awkward, you know, but we offer, you know, the blocks to, you know, use the props, use the bolsters, use the blankets and things like that. Um, yeah. But also um, our bones, our body architecture might not support a big pose or that pose that somebody next to you yes. is able to do because they're built completely different, yes. whether it's a seated, wide, legged Fold and my legs only go this far and I look like a 45 degree angle not mm -hmm. a 90 yeah. degree or more mm -hmm. you can get really frustrated but yeah. what if your bones don't allow you to do that so we modify you have we, to modify we have to we, again body awareness we have to know you know what's healthy for our bodies what what what's a healthy what's a healthy um um what's the word that Bernie Clark was using in the stress a healthy stress, stress. a healthy stress, stress. <laughs> thank you I was like say that word <clears throat> it, it, too, it's it's you know we always talk about yoga is be is an inner practice as well as an outer practice. So it's not so much what the pose looks like on the outside. We're not going to look like the person in the magazine. We, you know, it's not how good we look in the Lululemon pants. And I just gave them a plug. It's it's 
It's how, how does that post feel? And again, mm -hmm. if, if you have a room of 30, 20, 30 students, each person is going to have their interpretation mm -hmm. of that pose, which is that's the way yoga is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to look cookie cutter. Right. We're supposed to, and I'm like with Penny, mm -hmm. there's poses that people look at me and say, well, you should be able to do that. I can't. And then I've seen people who I think, oh my gosh, they're never going to achieve that pose. Bingo, they nailed it mm -hmm. because that's their body. But the more we learn to that, com our body's always having a conversation with us. Mm. Always, it's I'm I'm hot, I'm <clears throat> thirsty, I'm cold, I'm tired. This pose feels good. This feel pose still doesn't. Listen to your body. Right. Yeah. So asana doesn't equal yoga, and that kind of leads to the next one on the list that your mind is as important as your muscles. So it really isn't all about the. Your warrior two with your ninety degree <laughs> angle of the front thigh parallel to the ground right. and your arms straight out of your chest. Yeah. No, absolutely not. It's just, you know, the, the asana is just the small portion. It's one eighth of the whole you know eight thing. limbs. The eight, one eighth of the, the eight, eight limbs. limbs of you yoga. Know. You know. That could be a whole nother <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to get <laughs> that that one might take a little longer. Yeah. A couple yeah. episodes. But it just it's what you know, we see these students come in and they really want to get it, and but they're they're going against to what their body needs or what their body wants. Yeah. And we just we truly want everyone to be healthy. We want everyone to leave. As I tell my classes, I want you to leave here less stressed, not more stressed, mm -hmm. and just to honor your bodies. Yeah. Just honor yeah. your bodies. We do see that a lot. We see people that come in because they're stressed and they know that yoga will help them with their stress and they leave stronger. Mm -hmm. And then we see people come in for the exercise. And they leave calm and mm -hmm. serene. So yeah. it really does answer yeah. both yeah. the mind and the muscles. Yeah. It's like a moving meditation. I mean, you know, I like to liken it as, you know, the physical practice is a moving meditation. You know, just kind of setting yourself up for the seated one. I agree. I concur. <laughs> and there's uh, go at your own pace. It's not a one-size-fits-all practice. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, um, especially teaching beginners practice, after you've been practicing for a while, you have the ability to breathe longer. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So my inhales and my exhales mm -hmm. are a lot longer than somebody who's just learning to use their breath yes. to move. Yes. So mindfully, I have to teach with a, maybe a shorter breath than I would practice with mm -hmm. because beginners will have a shorter breath. Right. But what if I have a very experienced student in class? They're going to take a lot longer on that in-breath mm -hmm. and a lot longer on the out-breath and they're going to all be maybe mm -hmm. doing something a little mm -hmm. bit different. So yeah. you can definitely go at your own pace. Yeah, definitely. We have that. We have that in a lot of our classes. We have, you know, students that are more experienced in a, you know, slower class and and they just, you know, go they just go at their own pace, you know. And that's again, that's part of it. It's, you know, drawing your senses inward. It's not about, you know, keeping up with everybody else in the room. I realized now that when I first started teaching, I was really, really blessed because I, I taught in a more um, non-studio environment. So it was like a dance studio or a gym facility. And there would be 30 or 40 people in this room of unbelievable different levels of yoga. So because of that, I taught, I, was, I, I learned how to teach multiple levels at the same time which again, now I see, oh my gosh, that's great because mm -hmm. I can take this class and I can say, I can, you know, I can scope up my class, see what your needs are, and then I can teach this, but oh, then I need to teach that, and then I need to teach this modification, or we need to use this block, which, I, again, now it's, I'm grateful for it, for the experience. 
And that brings, Penny brought up the two, it was talking about the breath, the breath lengths. Mm -hmm. Why is the breath so important in our, in our yoga practice? Because the breath leads. <laughs> <laughs> we all just looked You're at just each other. Like, <laughs> deer in the headlights. Oh no, I'm back, <laughs> I'm back in teacher training. Yeah, the poses start with your breath. They, they, start, they start there, or they should start there anyway. Be, because, I mean, breath, pranayama, is mm -hmm. energy fuel. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing, too, is, is, first of all, we don't know how to breathe. Most of us have either forgotten how to breathe or we're so stressed that we hold our breath. Mm -hmm. And then we wonder why we're sick. We wonder, wonder why we're tense or muscles ache because you're holding your body. And I think that's the, from the feedback I hear from students and for myself. That's, they're not so concerned about the asanas, the poses. They're going, yeah, I'll get that. Man, that breath thing, though. Mm -hmm. That's it's tough. That's tough, man. It's tough. And we get it. We yeah. totally yeah. get it. But when you learn, when you learn to be comfortable with that breath, wow. Everything just kind of explodes and mm -hmm. opens for you on and off the mat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a nice it's a nice lesson that we take um, off the mat. I mean, off the mat is, you know, so much more. We spend so much more time off the mat than we do on the mat. So when we have taught our students how to breathe, it makes a huge difference. They'll, they'll come and sit, you know, in our little room and just go, just, I just want to sit here and breathe. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's amazing how they just had developed that stress, you know, reliever, you know, on their own. So the breath that we teach, that we teach for our students is called Ujjayi breath or, or um, three-part breathing or diaphragmic breathing. And it's, it's done exclusively in and out through the nose. Mm -hmm. And the breaths are, as Penny was saying earlier, the breaths are longer than your traditional breath. Mm -hmm. And ideally, once you get comfortable the, with the breath, you want to kind of flow the breath with your movement of your mm -hmm. practice, if it's a moving practice. Right. If it's yen restorative, something like that's a little bit different. But we're, we're talking more of a moving, flowing practice. Mm -hmm. And again, it helps you. It helps you bring oxygen to your brain. It helps you release the tension. Breath is such a game changer. Yeah, just yeah. such a game changer. It's our, it's our life energy. It's our chi, our ki, our prana. It's all those fun little words. And just to share your personal story, um, goodness gracious, seven eight years ago, my son was um, in U of M hospital in Ann Arbor for a stem cell transplant for um, cancer. And I, he was in the hospital for three weeks and I was the only one in his life that can go every day to visit him. And I remember getting all these, at the time, um, there was no podcast at the time, so it was like audiobooks. And I had all these audiobooks and I was gonna listen going, because it was over an hour drive one way. And then like after the second day, I came home and I said to my husband, I feel like I'm getting sick. I don't feel well, something's not right. Um, if I'm not there for this kid, no one else can be there. And the next morning I got in the car and I realized I had a death grip on the steering wheel because I know what I was driving to and I wasn't breathing. I was holding my breath mm -hmm. for like days. So all I did all the way to Ann Arbor at the hospital all the way home from Ann Arbor was do different kind, types of pranayama, different kinds of breath work. And I was fine. Yeah. So the to, so I am such a believer in the power of our breath. And I love how you always say in your yoga classes, and I remember when I was first taking yoga classes with you, Teresa, and I think you still say it, if all you're doing is breathing, you're doing yoga. Yeah, and I got that from my very first teacher. One of my very first teachers, he told us that. Yeah.
So that brings us to the next one, speaking up about any injuries or issues that you may have. Um, when students first come into Santosha, they fill out a waiver, they write stuff down, if you have anything going on. And what we're finding, unfortunately, is they're not honest about what they have going on in their body or, or any type of injuries. We need to know that. We need to know that. And the other thing, and it's not, it, it doesn't make you less of a person or less of a yogi. It just makes us more aware of how to help you stay healthy in your pose. And then the other thing too is, yeah, you fill out the form once and let's say six months later, whatever, you have an injury, we don't know about it. We don't know you you tripped, you know, going up the curb or you fell over the dog mm -hmm. or something. We don't know that. You need to let us know. And that if I can just segue that into, I know there's a lot of studios and a lot of teachers who do really intense hand-on adjustments, and we don't do that here. We do we do more verbal cues. We do gentle, um, very gentle, subtle hand-on adjustments, and then we always ask the student afterwards, "Are you okay?" Because I don't know if you came in on Monday and you're rocking this 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 asana, this pose. And then you come in on Wednesday and I go to adjust you deeper in it. I don't know that Tuesday you fell down the steps because mm -hmm. you didn't tell me. And then I, oh my gosh, I would feel terrible if I made that situation worse. So we need to hear from you. This happened, that has happened, my back, I'm pregnant. We need to know those things. Yeah, there's a few conditions that are really important. Yeah, pregnancy, pregnancy is, is one. huge. Yeah, it's huge. Um, glaucoma, mm -hmm. high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do any inversions or anything like that, we need to know these things. Bulging discs. Yeah. Slipped yeah. discs. Yeah. Um, any kind of lower back or neck injuries, you know, are really important to let your teachers know. You know, just just to let because you know, we, like Teresa said, we wouldn't want to make anything worse. And if we just do adjustments, then you know, which again, we don't do a lot of hands-on intense adjustments, but. You just want to make sure that we're aware. And I, we can also then offer safe modifications. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. if you've broken your wrist, you're not going to be in downward facing dog. No. We can offer some modifications for that. Right. If you've had a knee replacement or right. a hip replacement, let us know. We can offer modifications for that yeah. so that you can still enjoy your practice. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I had a, um, a young gal a while back that 10 minutes into the class, I realized this was her first yoga class. This was not for her. She was uncomfortable. She was painful. And I went up to her, I said, what's going on? I whispered, what's going on? She goes, I had, I have hip dysplasia. And I didn't think this would bother it. Mm. And then I said, it's going to, this is the whole class is going to be like this. Mm -hmm. And then unfortunately she left, you know, she was really cool about it. I, and then after she left, after the class was over with, I looked at her, her waiver and she said absolutely nothing about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, she said, I didn't think it would make a difference. Yeah. It does. I it mean, does. You know, we even need if, to know these yeah. things. If you have an illness, you know, I mean, if you're recovering mm -hmm. from, you know, if you're a cancer survivor, right. if you, right. you know, have had some sort of, you know, acute or chronic illness, right. anything like that, we need to know. If you're dizzy. If you're right. dizzy, yeah. yeah. I right. mean, and vertigo. And I'd much rather know ahead of time so yeah. I can, even five minutes ahead of time, yeah. and I can alter my <laughs> class versus in the middle mm -hmm. of class and, and like, right. Yeah. We're kind of on a, we're on a train, moving train right, right now, right. so it's kind yeah. of hard to, to yeah. turn that one around. Yeah. I don't need to know if you're, you had your appendix out 30 years ago. <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> or tonsils or whatever, like that, when you were seven. Um, we just, again, we want you to be healthy. Yeah. yeah. And then the next one is... Um, Take stock of how your body feels before and after class. Mm -hmm. Many teachers will 
ask you to take an inventory mm-hmm. of how you show up and what you're feeling. Um, but it's a good comparison. And then, um, especially if you're new to yoga, well, heck, even if you're old to yoga, <laughs> old, old to yoga, yoga. Old to yoga. <laughs> an alumni of yoga, um, I like to keep in a journal. This oh. is what I have going on. Mm-hmm. And cool. This is how I felt afterwards. And then if I'm seeing a progression or I'm seeing a regression, then maybe I need to alter some things in my practice. Maybe I'm trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm working too hard. Maybe I'm not working hard enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then recently in my classes, I've been saying, you know, check in with how you're feeling while we're sitting in meditation at the beginning of mm-hmm. practice. This is what it feels like at the beginning of practice. Right. Right. And then somewhere in the middle of practice, this is what your body feels like in the middle of your practice. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, this is what your body feels like at the end of practice. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the people that we get, um, especially new to yoga, don't necessarily even realize they've got toes at the end of their feet. Right. <laughs> so true. to Very help true. them yeah. really stop and check in and go, oh, this is what this feels like, mm-hmm. without giving it a label of shavasana feels right. good. Shavasana doesn't feel good for everybody. Not everybody. No, no you're yeah, absolutely right. So this is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Check in with your body yeah. and, and how, take that opportunity. How my body feels today. So at the end of class, Cindy was talking about, or who, one of you guys was talking about Shavasana. So at the end of class, we uh, we end up with Shavasana, which is, you know, for hopefully for most of us, the good stuff. But when students leave, it's like the looks on their face for my, it's like, ugh, did they have a good time? Did they not have a good time? Are they not happy? And then it's like, so of course all this stuff plays in my head. And then I have to realize Oh my gosh, they're just zenned out, which is a compliment. Mm-hmm. But as teachers, sometimes we don't need to be gushed over. This is not guru worship, but sometimes we need to be we need to be told, "Wow, thank you." Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's just reaffirming that yes, we made the right choice. We're doing what we were meant to do, and we're making a difference in people's lives. Yeah. And if, and if there was something in the class that um, maybe you didn't care for, you know, again, maybe mm-hmm. not blurt it out in front of everybody, you know what I mean? But if you get a chance, just, you know, grab the teacher because we're always around after class. We all stand around after class, or at least here in Satoshi we do. And, you know, just say, hey, um, you know, I, I didn't understand that. I didn't get this or this is not, you know, whatever, whatever it is. You know, I'm uncomfortable with this particular thing. Um, but do but do let us know. I mean, we're here because of our students. We're mm-hmm. here for them and because of them. And you know, it's it's their yoga that we're trying. To, it's yoga we're trying to um, share with them. Right. And the feedback helps us then build our next classes. Mm-hmm. Especially right. up here, we've been teaching our classes for a while. We know a lot of our students, mm-hmm. or even the new students. Hey, maybe I need something different. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really like that. Oh, you did that different this time, and it was really effective. Oh, well, then maybe I'll keep that one around. <laughs> yeah. And we'll do yeah. that one for the next six weeks or right, so. Right. So that feedback really is important to us. It's, very it's not just an ego struggle. No, it's not. <laughs> We're asking our students to help support the yeah. community by right. letting us know what they like. Right. And just to reiterate what Cindy said, we're here. And we, we don't rush in the last minute before our classes. No. We're here beforehand. We stay after. We're, we're here. We're here, as Cindy said, because of you and for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so those were the ones from that article, that specific article, and then it made me look at other articles. That's what I do. I do research. I like to do that sort of thing. 
Um, so I've got some other ones, and I'm just going to throw them out at you, Cindy mm -hmm. and Teresa, and uh, you can maybe comment on them or just nod your head. Well, don't nod, just <laughs> nobody will hear that. So uh, go, mm -hmm. Mm hmm All right. Um, yoga teachers, we want to know you. And we want you to ask for assistance. Absolutely. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Of we course. want to know your name. We want your, a little bit of your story. We, we, we want to know why you're here, why you decided to come to this class. You're yeah. not just a, a space no, filling up. No. You're not just a space or a number of filling up a no, room. You're Absolutely part of our not. community. Exactly. Right. And we're not judging your flexibility. No. 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 No, you don't judge mine. <laughs> I don't judge yours. And yeah, there there are mornings where I can't touch my toes. But yes. that morning body and that afternoon body are a lot different. Yeah. And we want you to know to arrive on time. <laughs> that would be so nice. Yeah, yes. Why is that? Um, because I, I think especially new students, they don't they see five forty five. They're here five forty five. So. We'd like you to be here about five, ten minutes early mm -hmm. so that you can take off your shoes, fill out any paperwork, mm -hmm. and then kind of begin that transition mm -hmm. of from the outside world to your mat time so that we can all just start at 545. Absolutely. It's respectful. The time should be respected from everybody. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. everybody's time's important. Yeah. Right. And then what do you guys think about um, try to come, would you want your students to know this, try to come more than once a week. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my <laughs> that would be wonderful. Wonderful. Two or three times a week if you can. I mean, you get a free week here at Santoshi. Your first week is free. We do. So we encourage everybody to try all the different classes that they can fit into their schedule. Yeah. Different teachers, like we talked about earlier. Maybe somebody else will resonate with you that particular class. But yeah, try to get here more than once a week if you because can. the practice is cumulative yes mm -hmm. so much so much so it's like learning anything mm -hmm. it's just you know you you the don't you just do it, get on a bike once you don't just mm -hmm. pick up an instrument once and the more you do it the more repetition mm -hmm. the more it becomes you yeah I like this one I want my students to know this one they're your mat neighbors they're not the competition yeah <laughs> that's beautiful I love that I love that that is beautiful I encourage I looking around especially for new students yeah. so that they yes. can understand even left from right when we begin yes. it gets confusing yes. yes but just because somebody next to you is doing four push-up dips for each <laughs> chaturanga doesn't mean you should be doing that too no 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 absolutely not right I like that your mat neighbors I'm gonna I'm gonna use that mat neighbors not competition sometimes the expensive gear is really worth it can we talk mats oh let's, I mean, oh, let's just touch on a mat Okay, <laughs> we get new students that come in here and they picked up a and again I get it you're not sure if yoga is going to be your thing you don't want to invest in it totally understand but they'll come in in with mats that they picked up somewhere somewhere for a yeah. dollar not going to name the store and it's like a piece of saran wrap mm -hmm. and they're trying to practice and the mats slipping and sliding mm -hmm. and then again they think that then they think incorrectly oh my gosh I can't do yoga right it has nothing to do with you right it's your mat right so here we sell jade mats mm -hmm. but what's more important is the mats the community mats that we let people borrow are jade mats mm -hmm. so the mats that we sell and it was initially a big investment for the studio but definitely a well-spent investment mm -hmm. because I Constantly, if a new student comes in, and the other thing is, they'll do those they'll bring the in those exercise those mats. squishy mats, the big, big, big foamy ones, the yeah. big foamy ones. And I've told students, you know what? I'm not going to suggest you use that, and I mm -hmm. I won't even let them bring it in the studio. Yeah, I give them the jade mat, try it out, mm -hmm. boom, 
Sorry, I just monopolized that yeah. whole conversation. But it's so. nice and um, our our mats, the jade, and and uh, other more expensive sure. mats. They've got the grip. They've yes. got the stick. They're gonna yeah. not slip and slide. Right. And then they've got that rebound too. Mm-hmm. That really helps when you're learning and mm-hmm. and trying to go a little further in your poses. Right. So Absolutely. Totally um, believe in that. Um, how about this one? Flatulence happens. <laughs> Can we talk about that? Am I allowed to swear in a podcast? I don't know why not. Hey, shit happens. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that's not happening. But I do hear some releasing of air. Yeah. And oh my gosh, it's embarrassing for everybody. Sure. But we're going to just keep going and yeah. right. don't worry about it. We're moving around the right. abdominal cavity. Yeah. And the air is moving through and making way. And, and it's got to go. It's got to get out. You know, we discuss that when in my teacher training programs. We discuss that. <laughs> what do you do when someone passes gas and they all look at me and I say, Absolutely nothing. Nothing. You you don't say a thing, you don't skip a beat, you keep on teaching because next time it's going to happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> and you might cry. You guys ever cry? Oh, Shavasana. I think I cried for the first year I did Shavasana. <laughs> I cried at the beginning of practice. Yes, <laughs> I, yep, cried. Yeah. I cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on. I actually cried about three weeks ago. I was the whole class. I was just one of those classes. I don't know what we were. I don't remember what class. It was just a lot of emotional stuff was moving around, and I just let it go. Just tears just running down my face, and I was like, all right. So no, from no. the breath, from the from air the, moving yeah, around, from the physical know? practice, yeah. and nothing to be ashamed. It's just going to happen. No. Absolutely nothing. It actually, I see it as. Um, I see it as, as growth. Yeah. Because you've you've allowed yourself to release whatever you're holding on to. Yeah. And then the last one I have on this uh, extra list is your yoga practice doesn't start or end on the mat. We want you guys to know that. No, that's we. You know, the like I said earlier, the we only spend an hour. You know, a day if we're lucky, we can spend an hour a day on our mat, but. We're cultivating these skills, this breath practice. First of all, like you said, you used it in your car, driving to Ann Arbor every day. You know, I mean, it helps with the stress. You know, the kind of little meditative spaces we get in our poses, we can use that outside when we're frustrated and standing in line at Meyer and we want to pull our hair out, take five deep breaths, a little meditation, chant to yourself, I'm okay, I'm okay, and you're good to go, you know, mm-hmm. off the mat. That's mm-hmm. where it's at. Exactly. It's like, well said. <laughs> All right, this is just a couple things we just wanted to share with you guys who are listening. Um, We offer twice a month, we offer free meditation workshops. Um, Cindy teaches one on the first Friday night of each month at 7.30. Yep. And I teach one the third Sunday night of each month at 6 p.m. And everyone is welcome, Uh, beginners, newbies, someone that's fallen off the wagon, and we just kind of try to introduce them to what meditation is, what it is, isn't, what the benefits are. Yeah, I mean, we don't sit and meditate for 60 minutes. Oh. Just so <laughs> just so you know, you're not going to sit Can and I meditate. Can I lay down? Yeah, yes, you're right. Um, you know, we, we like to encourage discussion. We like to know what other people's experiences are with meditation. Have they tried different meditation retreats? Have they different, you know, vipassanas? Or have you done, you know, transcendental meditation? Anything that you've done or experienced? Or if you're just curious and want to come join us, Mm -hmm. it's always a nice way to be part of the community. 
Yeah. And it's kind of like the same thing with the yoga class, with an asana class. One size meditation does not fit all. Right. Right. So we introduce different kinds yes. yep. of meditation, and we also encourage feedback. So it's not just it's not that Cindy and I are just teaching you. We mm -hmm. encourage interaction. We encourage the exchange of yes. ideas and suggestions. And yes, things. very so, much so. Very yeah. much so. And the other, other thing I just wanted to mention is that we do offer a teacher training program here. Um, it's certified through the Yoga Alliance, and it's a 200-hour teacher training. This October, I think it will be my 11th one, 10th or 11th one. I'll have to look it up. They're all, we're all looking at tenth. each other. I'm going to say 10th because it's just the 10th anniversary oh, of the right. studio, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So you waited yeah. a year. I, yeah, I guess I did. Sorry. So anyways, it starts in the mid-October, this coming mid-October, and we run through the beginning of March. And a lot of people take it to teach. A lot of people take it not to teach. Mm -hmm. They just take it to become deeper into the, the practice of yoga, the philosophy of yoga, and they take it to become more self-aware of themselves. And the one common theme that I hear from everybody who has taken the program is that it was a life changer. They did not realize, Cindy and Penny are snickering, <laughs> they did not realize how much it was going to change their life in a positive way. Absolutely. So if you need any more information about that, um, check out our website. We've got a, um, a teacher training tab. And of course, you can call up and talk to a real life person too. <laughs> right. And, and that still... website is www.santoshayogami.com. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mindful Moments.